What is up, everybody? Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of Real Estate Uncensored. As always, this is the place where you get actionable ideas, insight, and inspiration to turn your real estate career into a life of freedom. Uh, We've got a guest here today that's gone from bartender to 100 deals in under three years. And so not only will this be kind of motivating and inspiring if you're you're relatively young or young at heart in real estate, but if you have uh, thought about getting into the investment game, but you keep kicking the can down the road uh, because you think the deals, uh, for whatever reason, just are out of reach right now, that's what we're going to dive into. So we've got questions. We've got a great guest. We've got the evil bald ninja here. But first, the junior grandmaster himself in the co-pilot seat where you so belong, Greg McTanner. What's up today? Matt, we are 2019. I am so blessed to be here. I made it through New Year's, thank God. Um, it was a heck of a good time. But I mean, without uh, back. alcohol poisoning or like without that alcohol, barely, poisoning? barely got past that. Okay. By the way, all right, holy shit show. Uh, but a good time. Went out with my girl. Got all bougie and shit. Uh, went to a, a lounge, lounge, um, and bottle service and the whole nine yards. But came through that. Uh, I haven't been hungover in probably two plus years. Oh my God. <laughs> the first of January was fat kid, fat kid day central. It was pizza, watching bad TV and taking Advil. Oh Lord. But we have all of that behind us say, and we're off to the Speaking show. of bad TV, we've got Gene with us here today. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Happy I gotta kick New off. Year to you. I know. Jeez. Well, look, listen, wow. listen, it's, it's 2019. You already called me an asshole pre, pre-show, <laughs> and so I'm going to deliver. I'm going to stand and deliver. There's no proof of that. And There's no proof of that. Nobody heard it. There is no proof. And here's the worst part is that your Philadelphia Eagles snuck in, backed in, ass backward into the playoffs and, and are a threat. They are a threat in the playoffs as of this uh, as of this recording. So Be I have very, many bones to afraid. pick with Eugene, but I but Be I love you. Very afraid. Bring it, Matt Johnson. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I know you've got a tip for us here in a second, but let's bring in our special guest, Zachary Beach. Zachary, what's up today? Hey, everything's going well, and uh, you guys talking football? Go Pats! TV twelve <laughs> coming to the playoffs oh, again. Yep, it's go oh, time. This is terrible. All right. Yep. So uh, <laughs> tune in by the New Englander on you. Exactly. Uh, so, Zachary, uh, we'll, we'll get into like deeper in your background, but for those that uh, listened to Chris Prefontaine's episode, which came out probably a couple weeks before they're listening to your episode, uh, just tell us kind of how that relationship came to be and how you ended up kind of in that uh, in that world. Yeah. So uh, I married his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way. Yeah, That'll I've, do it. <laughs> I've known uh, been dating Chris's daughter since we were in uh, middle school. So. It's been 16 years. So wow, uh, you finally yeah, got a ring a, on it, huh? Yeah. No, Good I've been married you. now for four. I've been <laughs> married for four now. So I was young when I got married. Uh, now I got a beautiful one-year-old baby, Remy. So um, he's uh, quite kicking. So now he's his grandfather. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've uh, I've known Chris and and his wife and Kayla and my brother-in-law for for a very long time. Uh, I never thought I was ever going to get into real estate business. Like who decides that they're going to go start working with their, their in-laws? Like nobody, nobody says, Hey, let's go work with your in-laws. Do you do it? No, I worked with my father. That's oh, almost okay. the same, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 it's when you see people that you actually, you're like, Oh, that, that dude's actually doing it right. I want to go hang out with that dude. And you're, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, I was blessed that my dad's like, okay, you're kind of a fuck up, but sure. Come on over. And uh, yeah, he's dealt with me for the last stores. 19 years. <laughs> yeah, definitely similar stories here. <laughs> yeah, so I, Chris was probably the smartest guy I know, so I thought it was a, a good way to get involved. 
But the only reason why I even got involved in real estate is just because I was bartending and personal training uh, for about four years when I got out of college and I would just burn the candle at both ends uh, and just getting exhausted. So I just, hey, I was like, okay, real estate sounds good. You got this thing going on. I'd be more than happy to, to join it because it's got to be better than what I'm doing now. Um, I wasn't <laughs> sure if I was even going to like it, but, you know, fast forward about three years now, uh, it was it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah, and cool. you, you and your father-in-law do real estate in a completely different manner. I mean, you guys do it such a crazy way of the, the, the traditional real estate. And you know what? When when your father-in-law came on the show the first time, uh, he literally like blew my mind. Matt and I talked about it after the after the show. We're like, holy crap! I mean, we've done a lot of episodes. That was an epic episode. So I'm super pumped to have you here because we're we have the old dog and the young dog. We're gonna hear how you <laughs> came up the ranks. You know, from slanging beers to slanging houses. Um, and kind of just what you're doing, because there's so the reason I like you guys and what you're doing, how you're doing it is is twofold. One, you do it completely out of the box, completely different than anybody else. And two, is that you what you guys do can bring hope and bring in a, a, a spark of life to someone's business, either if they're just starting or if they need a restart. And that's the cool part. You know, you don't yeah. have to be the smartest guy in the room. You just got to hang out with really smart people and follow their successful footsteps, and you'll get to where you want to be. And that's what you've done so well, right? Yeah, no, 100%. And, and that's, I mean, that's what we do day in and day out, whether it's real estate or other facets could be personal or other other parts of the business, right? Biz scaling strategy, things like that. Uh, we're always looking for the smartest person in the room and, and navigating to them. So we constantly have mentors ourselves. I mean, I probably have three or four of them just right now on top of, you know, working with the family business, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, and I highly recommend anyone out there, if you don't have a mentor, it's it's time to start looking for one. Well, I've been Matt's mentor for years, and he's thanked me many times off air for all the, the guidance that I've given him in life. Oh, I can see man. that. I'm, I'm not even going to touch that one. And look look where I am today. Yeah. It's all thanks to Greg. Okay. Well, I've got a couple of potential questions to throw at you. Uh, so anybody can jump in on these. I'm going to throw them out and see and see who wants to uh, to jump on these. So this is a question from uh, Kristen. It's in the lead gen description objections group. She says uh, the investor wants to put in an offer today. Thinks being unrepresented will make his offer more appealing if the seller doesn't want to pay commission. Now that's an interesting thing, right? So she's she's a listing agent on the home. So uh, you know, and, and we can talk, Zachary, if you want to give your perspective as as the investor. Does that does that make sense in your world, or is this just an inexperienced investor kind of not knowing what they're what they're talking about or what their what their real leverage is? So I don't know the way that you guys run deals. We can talk about that in a second. But uh, any any opinions on that scenario right off the bat, where you as the investor go into listing agent and and want to go in without an agent? Well, I mean, I buy and sell all my properties without an agent, um, especially if we're doing these terms deals. Um, mm -hmm. I, that's one of my main things that I talk to when I'm buying a property from a seller is they don't have to pay a commission, so they can net more <laughs> property into their pocket. Um, evil, evil. So you human. are that guy. <laughs> well, that's if. Uh, so that's typically, awesome. when we're getting deals, they're they're for sale by owners, so they they didn't have a realtor, or they're expired and they've been through the traditional market and been spit out the other side for one reason or the next reason or another. So now we become a a good option where we can present these other options to them. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, my family, uh, half of them are realtors. So I, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> not, I'm not against that. I think there's a good fit for every single person, and we still use realtors if, um, if it didn't work out through our rent-to-own program. And we can dig a little deeper into that as well. 
Um, but yeah, our I, primary strategy is selling through our rent-to-own program. So if it doesn't gotcha. work out and someone defaults, we still have a timeline. We will sell it traditionally as long as there's enough spread, and we'll give it to uh, you know one of the realtors that we're close with. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because we'll, so we'll get we'll get to the rent-to-own program in a second. But uh, yeah, just to to hit the point home. If you're an agent, there isn't any reason why you can't execute the same strategy, Zachary, that you guys do, which, and, and not only just about the financing options, but just to basically go in, meet with the seller, because it's funny you say it's FISBOs and expireds. It's the same people that realtors are already going after anyway. It's the same people, uh, and they could just as easily go in with the mindset of, yeah, I could list this home, or maybe I'll buy yeah. it. No, you know, you're, no you're 100% exactly right. What you do. Yeah, yeah. We we mentor, coach, and, and partner with uh, what we call our associates around the country. With a couple of them are realtors. Why? Because they're it's another quill they can put in their hat. You can be a one stop shop. You can say, hey, I I can come here, I can list your property for this price, uh, or I can buy it for this price, you know. And then uh, and then also, if it goes to expire, you now have something else. You say, oh no, uh, the buy, um, seller says, hey, I just want traditional sale. I'd love for you to list it. Okay, well. You know, maybe the six months comes up or you're getting close and you say, well, it didn't work out for some reason going on the market, but I have another option. You know, I could buy it on a lease purchase or, or the terms. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So the more, and, now you and that's really what shop. we want to hit. Yeah, that's what we want to hit. And that's why I wanted to have you and guys like Chris Prefontaine. Like, that's why we bring guys like you onto the show, because I would love for everybody that's listening to have that same set of arrows in their quiver, so to speak where we've had guests uh, on the show like Jeff Latham that came at it from more of the residential real estate side first and then got into the investing and realized, holy cow, I can walk into a listing appointment with a completely different energy and an approach because I'm, I don't just have one way to help them. And so that's, that's one of the things we want to really emphasize to people is that if, if real estate agents that already have all the knowledge that they have and a lot of times already have the lead generation tools and skills that you guys have to try to teach somebody from the ground up. Agents already have that. So you're already used to going in, you're already used to prospecting, you're already used to meeting with sellers. Why not add this as another arrow in your quiver and it could literally change the rest of your life and build wealth that you never really dreamed of by taking the exact same transactions and conversations that you're already having and just you know, looking for other opportunities. So that's why I just wanted to point out to people, that's why we brought Zachary and guys like him on the show. Um, now take me back a little bit, Zachary, to when you first started, um, like you've known Chris's daughter for a long time, so you've seen what Chris has been through in the ups and downs uh, that we talked about with Chris on his episode. You kind of saw that from the outside looking in, not, not being on the inside of the business. So at what point did you look at that, you looked at your own life and you looked at what Chris was doing and this was at, you know, after he already got into the unique financing options and figuring all this stuff out. So he kind of had some of the systems together. What was it about that that made you look from the outside in and go, okay, I've seen you doing this for 10 years, 15 years. I, I'm, it's, it's time for me now. Sure. So just to kind of give you guys a little background. So, I mean, I come from a single mother. Uh, we don't, I don't come from much money. I don't come from any, I have loving family. Don't come from much money. So Having that outside perspective of like Chris and his family, I mean, they've always been, he's always been extremely smart. They've always had nice, uh, nice things, big businesses, things like that. So in my eyes, looking at Chris when I was growing up is, okay, well, that's some place I'd like to be uh, when I grow up, right? <laughs> he's the type of person I'd like to be when I grow up. So um, 
it wasn't even like I have even understood what was happening in the business. It just, like I just alluded to at the beginning, it's, I just knew it was a better way than bartending and personal training. I just knew that I just, I need, I had more ambition and I couldn't drive it to where I was at that time. So I, I needed a new vehicle in order to create success. So uh, what I then did was I just said, Hey, Chris, um, let's talk. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to leave the business. I'm going to leave, um, bartending i'd like to look for something else um we both decided at that time like okay well there's nothing you know it's not, it's not necessarily safe it, there's nothing it wasn't i was walking in i was getting a salary or anything we we all make money off of every single piece of a deal so we're not doing deals no one gets paid um so it wasn't like i just had the salary sitting on my head which i'm i'm pretty sure people are thinking like oh well this guy's gonna a father-in-law he's probably paying him nice and no mm -hmm. i had, so in my mind it was actually it was a little risky, right? Because I had no idea. Number one, I have no idea about real estate. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, number two, you know, I was getting outside of my comfort zone. And even though it was bartending, I mean, we make good money here during the tourist season. So I was, you know, I, I knew what I knew. And I was making good cash hand over fist at that time. Now, so, wait a minute. What is, what is the tourist season? In, I have to dive into this. What is the tourist season in Rhode <laughs> Island? Is it, is it like three weeks in June? Uh, was yeah. it, uh, how long is the tourist season? Uh, Newport's actually, it's one of the largest harbors. It's the second largest protected harbor in the United States other than San Francisco. So really? we have all the huge yachts that come in. There's a ton of old money here. I don't, you guys okay. growing up in uh, outside of New England. I mean, if you, Read about like Carnegie and Rockefeller, like they have all their mansions here. Oh, uh, gotcha. The, the old Newport money. So it's a huge tourist spot. So from like Memorial Day to uh, let's say Fourth uh, of July, and then on to uh, is it Labor Day weekend? That's yeah. packed. And I used to make all of my money in like that time frame, and then pretty much just coast the rest of the rest of the year. <laughs> wow. um, or I'd start I'd start personal training. Um, yeah. So just to kind of go back to your question, it's I wasn't really sure what was happening. I mean, Chris was doing some good deals. Uh, this was even like just slowly developing our mentoring program and our and our coaching and consulting. But that was just starting to begin. So that wasn't even fully developed. So it was just let's go in and do deals. So I just started with the basics. But uh, I had free time. I was calling on sellers from my house on my cell phone. Uh, and then I was just learning uh, the scripts and, and learning through the process. Um, and then I f naturally fell into, I work primarily like on the seller side. I, I primarily buy all of our properties that we take on um, locally or with our personal buy and selling entity. And then I help out our associates around the country primarily on that end um, with, with actually dealing with buyers and sellers. My brother-in-law deals with all the buyers um, as he was a realtor. Uh, and I mm -hmm. think that the buying side fits naturally for him because it's almost like he's still getting like his realtor fix in a way. <laughs> um, okay. Makes sense. No, not cool. like so anything got... negative, but I think that's like, you know, walking hand in hand, people like working through no, a process and it's, it's definitely a, his skills. No, that's, that's very sense. like, yeah. And, and the residential side is pretty common. You see more and more teams and, and of course a huge book came out, you know, what is it? 13, 14 years ago now, the millionaire real estate agent that taught people how to build teams that are specialized like that. Do you guys yeah. have that kind of a machine on the investing side? People are familiar with that on the residential side. There's all kinds of people out there in the listing audience that are like buyer specialists on a team. 
Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, they're, they're equivalent of, of his position just on a residential team rather than an investing team. So, yeah, totally, totally on board with that. Love how the roles are specialized. So, so you start off, you, you're hitting the phones, you're making the calls, you're learning the scripts. Uh, tell me a little bit about how they mentored you on how do you uh, how do you get better at the negotiation so that you get the right uh, deal? Because that, that is something yeah. that newer agents are probably very intimidated by. Yeah, so um, what we primarily focus on on the front end is first and foremost scripts, getting getting your leads in, you know, and then turns to lead conversion to make sure mm -hmm. that you know you're you're converting these leads to turn into what we call what we do as appointments. Uh, mm -hmm. And as soon as you have an appointment and we pull together any and all information that we need, yeah, then it comes to the negotiation. But it's not like a real negotiation like you would think it is. It's okay. Well, throughout the process, it's a relationship business. So. I'm throughout the entire time. I'm really trying to figure out what their motivation is and figure out like why they're actually selling their property. Because looking at the way we buy and sell property, it's not the traditional fashion. It's not okay. I'm going to go sell my property today with a realtor, and I'm going to get all my money. I'm going to leave. Or your other traditional, which is wholesaling, which my house is crap. You can take it for forty cents on the dollar. Here you go. Just give me my money. Instead, ours is all set up where we're helping people get the most net profit, but they need to have time. Uh, they need yeah. to have time to yeah, wait for the end of the scenario. term. So that entire process, I'm just trying to figure out, okay, where are they now? And then where do they need to be? And if I can create that bridge, then it becomes a deal. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. after knowing that, I'm going to take a look at you know, all the comparables and everything in the market, and we start focusing on the numbers. But with us, it's, okay, well, I can pay you full market value, but my negotiation tends to be more on, okay, well, you know, what's the length of term that I can get for you? So, like, I'll give you, say, $400,000 today, but I'm going to need, like, 48 months, or I'm going to need 60 months um, on, like, a lease purchase agreement. So, uh, it's it's really more of adjusting terms. Okay, well, you get a little give here, then I'll, you know, I, I'll take it. Uh, so, mm -hmm. it's it's really more of adjusting instead of, like, you're you're locked in here and I'm trying to be here and let's try to meet in the middle. It's not necessarily like that. It's not like a battle back and forth in what you think is a normal negotiation. Uh, yeah, that, so it's that is more true, or less getting very creative and yeah, figuring out, okay, Less about well, price and more about terms. Yeah, it's all about terms. I, can, I always tell them, being open and honest with you, I can pay you more if you can give me a longer term. Or, you know, maybe we make some adjustments on the monthly payment uh, where – you know, I, I'm giving you less monthly payment, but I'll give you a higher price because it makes it a little less risky for me because now if my buyer defaults, I'm only liable for X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's really more of like a, a give and take and an open conversation. Uh, and you have to be a lot more personable, I think, in, in what we're doing in investing because it really is like building a relationship from like step one all the way to getting the contract signed. Um, mm. So um, Zach, let's let's so run a there. real world scenario on this really quickly. Let's say yeah. you ran you ran four hundred thousand dollars. So folks that are kind of listening to this and their heads are starting to you know have micro explosions inside of them trying to figure out how this works. Just break down something simple so that people can visualize kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's. I, I don't think we really covered on what different terms we're talking True. about here. So you want me just? I'll just cover a basic lease purchase deal. Let's do I that. I think that's. Like 70% of our business will do that. So yeah, lease purchase typically means that the property uh, has a mortgage on there. There's already a mortgage on the property. Okay. So all we're doing with the seller is saying we're agreeing upon a price today, say 400000 Let's say the mortgage balance on the house is 300000 
what we're really doing here is we're locking in $100,000 with the seller to be cashed out on and before an end date of, let's say, 36 months. Okay. So they're locking in their equity. Okay. What we then do is we take over 100% expenses on the property. So we're going to take over the mortgage payment, take over the taxes, take over the insurance, uh, any and all uh, future repairs, any and all expenses. Like, if you think about it really simple, it's a net lease with an option to purchase at the end of it. Okay. Okay. So that can keep it super simple. Okay, so then on and before the end of the term, the seller is then going to be, we're going to pay off the remaining balance on the mortgage. Of the three and payment. we're going to, it's actually probably gone down now, right? Because we're we're the ones that are receiving principal pay down. Okay. So, it's a, so this is a huge difference between what we teach and a lot of other people teach is you're locking in the equity for a specific reason. So really, you're not agreeing upon four hundred thousand. You're agreeing upon the exact mortgage balance plus a hundred grand. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So now, as we sell the property to our rent-to-own buyer, so a tenant buyer is what we like to call them, and that is somebody who needs time in order to become mortgage ready. So hold on. So let, somebody me, that's, let me let me let me back this up really really quickly just so that everyone's clear on this. Sure. So yeah. you, I'm the seller. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You come to me. You say, "Hey, Greg, I'll pay you four hundred grand, but I need I need thirty six months to pay you four hundred grand." I say, "Okay, cool." I pick up. I move out of the house. Right. I move mm -hmm. on with my life. You yep. you take possession. You, well, you take responsibility for the property at that point. You make all the payments. Yep. If you default, it's on you, not on me. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And then within that term, on or before that, thirty six months, forty eight months, whatever the term is. You will then sure. say, okay, Greg, we're going to pay off your debt to the bank and we're going to receive X amount of equity in the property as our, as basically the commission or the, uh, the, carrying the, the liability, the profit for that, for that term. And in turn, you're going to get a renter in there who's going to treat the property as if it was their own home. So they don't, so they don't treat it as a rental property. They treat it as their own, as their own home. That's what, that's where we're Correct. at, right? Yep. Okay. That's where we're at. Okay, so I just want to clarify all that. No, no, I love it. And you can, again, I do this day in and day out, and I'm from, uh, you know, New England, Massachusetts. I'm going 100 miles an hour all the time, so feel free to slow <laughs> me down anytime you want. Okay. This is only a one cup of coffee, too, so. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Back away from the coffee machine. Right. <laughs> all right, well, before yeah, we get so, to the, the buyer, let's let's take a step back. Hang on a second, because uh, then I want to talk about how you find the buyers and, and what's in it for them, because you mentioned they're not mortgage ready. So I want to talk about how you yep. find them. Uh, before we do that, we'll just make a quick mention. Uh, the episode is brought to you by our friends over at Wise Hire. Uh, you guys okay. might remember we've had uh, Jay, the CEO, on, on the show multiple times. We love them. Uh, Greg, you used them just recently Dude. to hire a couple of reps to sell radio advertising on your local real estate radio show, which was awesome. That went really, really well. Dude, so I had 246 applicants for my Good for my God. ad. I, dude, I had the way that they filtered it is that they went through the DISC profile, and right. all I had to do is go see. It was so simple. Who could who can filter through 246 people? Nobody. But I went in there and I saw the people that were excellent and the the people that were just the perfect match matches. I didn't know I, I could do that in the beginning. I saw I was calling all these people who were just weren't right. Then my rep over there, she's like, Corey's like, no, 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 dude, just go look for the people that are excellent. Did that? Boom. Five people signed up. They're starting their sales this week. They're crushing it. Wise hire. Bow down. Yeah, good, good problem cool. to have. Love it. Love <laughs> my problem. problem to have. <laughs> Love that problem. <laughs> uh, speaking of problems we have, Gene Volpe, uh, you've been awful quiet over there. <laughs> Sorry, you I got creeper. I got. I know. I got to keep razzing him. 
uh, Gene, but I'm not kicking. Me. I'm not kicking off, but I want to make sure that we get get you a chance to uh, tell people where to go to connect and all that good stuff, and tell people just real quickly what you do if they have not seen you on the show before, if they're fresh fresh in. Yeah, we listen. We help guys like Zachary generate leads for buyers and sellers. Well, and not just guys, right? You're not. You only don't just help guys. You help guys. I'm, I'm offended on listen, behalf of women. Everywhere. I identify as a woman today, so no, I do no, not no. take. I'm I prefer offense. the female species, but I, when I say that, I get in trouble for my wife. <laughs> but yes, no, women are women are much more pleasant to work with than men. Trust me, especially Pats and Cowboys fans. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, how do people reach you, Gene? GeneVolpe.com. Just find me. Stu- we're we're gonna talk Google searches in a little bit. Just Google my name, G-E-N-E. Last name is Volpe, and uh, mm-hmm. sort through the federal prison records, and you'll find my marketing stuff. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Okay. All right, so Zachary, let's let's dive back in. So we're we're at the stage where you've got a seller agreed. They they kind of understand what's in it for them. Uh, let's talk about what's in it for the buyer and and what's in it for you guys a little bit to go out and find a buyer that way. Greg alluded to the fact that they're going to treat the home better, which is awesome. But uh, how much work is it on you guys to find buyers that are in that situation where they're not mortgage ready, but they're willing to trust you guys move into a home that they're essentially uh, renting to own, right, which is kind of a unique concept. So tell me a little bit about how that works. Where do you find those folks? Yeah, um, you guys are going to love how we make all the money on the back end. Uh, So we'll definitely get to that. So (laughs) as far as our buyers, uh, the buyers get to win because of a couple of reasons. So uh, let me even take a step back. It's roughly about 80% of of the market nationally that cannot qualify for a loan today. Really? So... It's not. I don't want to say it's. I don't want to say it's difficult or, or not difficult to find buyers because let's say out of those eighty percent, maybe you know sixty percent of them are still renters, right? They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not actual buyers. So our buyers. Uh, so we're giving them a program in order to bridge the bridge the home ownership. It's taking somebody where they're not mortgage ready today. They may not even know that there's a program in order for them to become mortgage ready and to still live in a house and to invest in a property and to become a homeowner. Hmm. So uh, so what's in it for the buyers? The buyers get to lock in their price today. Uh, they get to, they're going to put down a non-refundable deposit, which counts directly towards the purchase price. Mm-hmm. So typically um, we're working throughout the term, we're helping them work up their non-refundable deposit, which again, helping them work up towards getting their down payment up as high as possible. So not only they're going to be able to get qualified for a loan, they're going to be able to get into the best programs. That's that's super important. And if we have it our way, it's they come in with anywhere between we get them up to 10 plus percent. That way they don't have to come to money to the table when they buy the house. Hmm. So okay. you get okay. a, a buyer that can constantly be working towards owning this house. Uh, while they're working on either their seasoning. So someone who's self-employed is going to need roughly 12 to 24 months worth of seasoning, a showing that they're making X amount of income, uh, or somebody that needs to work on their credit, you know, credit mm-hmm. repair. So they go through credit repair, credit enhancement. So they're they're living in their house still. They're being able to work on it if they want to, give, do upgrades, pay money towards it, lock in a purchase price today, which is huge. So as the market continues to appreciate, they're actually going to be walking into equity on the house. Again, more incentive to give this person a, a um, to get this person to a mortgage and to be able mm-hmm. to buy this house. Yeah. So that's, those are some huge benefits right there for, for our buyers. Very cool. All right. Now get to the fun part, the juicy part. How do you guys make money on the back end? Yeah, so we actually make money on three different ways, three paydays. Okay. So 
When we tie up the property, we're going to agree upon a price with the seller. We're going to sell the house at a premium because someone's going to need our our rent-to-own program in order to become mortgage-ready. So that's why they're willing to pay more on the house. So okay. we're going to make a spread in um, the payday number one is the non-refundable deposit. As they come in, usually the buyers are going to come in with anywhere between uh, six, uh, usually anywhere between, say, three and 10%. That's what they come in with. So uh, and typically that is coming off the premium. So that those that will be our payday number one. Pay number two is going to be the difference between what we have to pay on the expenses and what we are collecting for rent, that's which premium. is pay number two. So that's yeah. it's it tends not to be a premium because remember when we're buying yeah. it, we're just taking over any and all expenses of the property. So we're typically taking over just somebody's mortgage, taxes, and their insurance. So there's usually a, a spread in the rental market already. Oh, okay. Even without them paying quote a premium yeah. versus like like they're not paying having to pay above market rent just to get into the place. You're making a spread anyway. And then yeah, exactly. I'm assuming you guys have got like you know some maintenance staff on staff or some property management in house that helps keep that spread good. Well, we typically no, we wouldn't be doing that because the buyers are taking over the property as if they own it. So they are 100% responsible for mm-hmm. every single thing associated with the property once they move in. So if gotcha. the refrigerator goes, they're paying yeah, for it. It's on them. Yeah, that um, makes sense. And then anything large, of course, the insurance will take care of, just like if okay. you were a regular homeowner. Um, cool. So we're creating our spread each and every month. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're getting our back end will be the principal pay down. Um, so, you know, a property that has a mortgage may have like $400 principal pay down that's coming off each and every month. And because mm-hmm. we locked in the seller's equity, that principal pay down is now our benefit. Yeah. And it's also our protection from a down market, right? Right. Um, mm. So you're getting that. And then there's usually additional, because the principal pay down, there's usually additional premium on the back end. And then so that it will be our payday number three once the property is cashed out. So we get so those three paydays. So on the back end, let's say you, 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 it was um, three, they owed 300. You're, you're, you're going to buy it for four, or the buyer's going to buy it for four. Um, you, let's say you paid it down 20 grand. So they made that additional twenty thousand dollars on your profit on the back end. Is that correct? Just round that numbers. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we want to make sure I understood that correctly. So yeah, the so initial deposit that you put in, that three to ten percent, does that go yeah. directly into your? Does that go into your account, or does that go into a holding escrow account for their deposit later when they purchase the property? No. So it goes into our account or into our pockets. Okay. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, because that's it's a, a non-refundable deposit. Yeah, it's okay. it's a non-refundable deposit. It is. We do have all of our buyers sign with, in front of an attorney, not because we have to, but because we want them to have the, know the levity of the situation. Because with a mm-hmm. lease purchase, it's nothing more than a formal lease signing. But we want to make sure that the buyers completely understand the levity of the situation. Um, so that will be the funds will be collected from our attorney, and then they'll be passed over to us. Okay. Yeah, you don't so want them be, assuming this is a standard transaction where they can kind of change their mind back out and then get their earnest money deposit back. If they've been through a standard transaction before and they kind of think, well, you know, if we put that check in, if we if something goes wrong or the inspection doesn't come through or whatever, we get all of our money back. Yeah, that's you don't want them carrying correct. that. Yeah, carrying that that perception into this deal that they can just get the money you, back. Okay, you know, so that'll, that'll make sense. Remember too, the, on the backside of this, this is the beautiful part about what he's talking about is everything's negotiable, right? So you could, in exchange for a higher purchase price, 
right, give them that money towards the purchase. So in certain cases, you get what we used to do sometimes is take a $5,000 down deposit, but give them back that at the end of the term, you know, 24 months to purchase the price. So take that off off the sale. But we would we would agree to a $10,000 higher sale price. Yeah, so that's okay. I'm glad you brought that up. So we asked, so the non-refundable deposit comes directly towards the purchase price. Right. We want these buyers vested into the house right from the beginning because we're also mm -hmm. going to help them increase it throughout the throughout their time frame. It's because our our end goal is always to get these buyers to the finish line. There may be other gurus out there that say just stick them in the property. You've already collected non-refundable deposit. Who cares if they default? Uh, in in our eyes, I mean. Well, again, we're, we're a family business. We want to see people succeed. So mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're constantly tweaking our systems in order to create buyers in order to help people become homeowners. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong. We make good profits on the on the back end or throughout the process. Seller gets what they want. The buyer gets what they want. As long as everyone's winning, then it becomes a great transaction. So an ideal buyer or tenant slash buyer for you would be someone maybe that had a foreclosure or bankruptcy five years ago, they have two more years to go. There's your 24 months. You, you lock them in, get them vested in the property. They got cash, they just can't get a loan with a good interest rate until that seven years is up, right? I mean, you yeah, them, literally... uh, death, divorce. Yeah. Uh, somebody that just suffered in 08, maybe uh, somebody that was oh. a high executive, they got fired, right? So you have, you have... Mm -hmm. it's funny because like when you originally talk and bring this up to people, they're always like, well, they probably shouldn't buy a house, right? They don't have, they don't have good credit. like. I talk to sellers all the time. Like, well, clearly there's a reason why they shouldn't be able to buy the house. Like, no, like people have life events. I'm not talking about the person that is constantly defaulting on their car payment or, you know, <laughs> things like that. I'm talking about somebody who is doing their best right now. They have, they've, they can afford the property. Their debt to income ratio fits this house. They can afford mm -hmm. it. Number one. Number two, they've saved up money. They're looking to buy in the future. So now they have a non-refundable deposit. And number three, they're willing to work on their credit in order to become a homeowner. So these things all have to line up. We're not just talking about Joe Schmo off the street. We're, we're right. vetting these people and making sure that we are turning people that should be homeowners into homeowners. We're not telling you that we're going to take people that shouldn't be homeowners and turn them into homeowners. Interesting. Yeah, and and to sense. piggyback on what he's talking about, which I think is a great is, – is, you already said this, Zachary, but it's definitely something worth bringing back up again, is that there's a difference – there's a lot of differences, but the biggest difference I felt between the renter and the rent-to-owner – was like you said, when you when you rent somebody's place, you care less about the hole you kicked in the door the night you came home drunk, right? When you have money on the line and this is house is gonna be your house in mm -hmm. three years, you tend to care for it a little bit better. So from a quote unquote landlord perspective, there's less headaches because all of all the maintenance is on them, but they're working in the yard and they're working out front and they're working mm -hmm. on the paint to make sure that it's a place that they want to live when they actually take it over. And that skin of the game up front is a big part of that. Yeah, the beautiful thing is uh, I'm a, a product of my environment. I actually bought my own house down here in Southern Rhode Island on a rent-to-own program So, because uh, I'm self-employed. And I came off of being a bartender, which we didn't show any money then either. So now that, you know, now that I'm in a legitimate business and, you know, running these deals, I can start showing more money and be able to buy a house. So, mm -hmm. but the beautiful thing was, you know, my, my wife and my child are extremely happy and we get a great property that overlooks the water and, you know, we're able to lock that in now for, you know, an end date in the next, say, 24 months. What's yeah, and you know cool what's great about that, too, is that think about, and I, Zachary, how many times you come across this, that somebody that you, quote, unquote, did a favor for, 
you're going to make 30 grand on the backside. But this somebody in the front, coming in the front, was low on cash, had a 400 credit score. You're going to work with them to get that up. How many are grateful to you for the favor mm -hmm. that you did them? Well, I, you'd expect more, but that's yeah, you would, right? <laughs> you would. People you would. Amnesia. I mean, like 12 months in, they're like, you're like, don't you remember that, you know, when you were crying in the office and you wanted to live in this house? And I just, I mean, that's not egotistical thing. We're like, we're trying to help people out. But my, I told uh, my brother-in-law that if anybody comes in crying at our, at the buyer's meeting, then we're not accepting them because that means that like they're they're in a desperate scenario. I want to help people, but I also don't want to put them in a scenario where they're gonna you know be forgetful and and not be able to get to the finish line because that tends to be somebody that's um, maybe in too desperate of a situation where you know it it becomes a little more. Yeah, but it's also one of those things that also, you know, on the back end there, you can take the someone who can't who the option is either live in a shitbag apartment or run down house and or they can have the you know the image of pride of ownership that they don't need to tell anyone that they're renting this thing. They can tell that, that them that, that that's their home. You know, because that ultimately is going to be their home. It doesn't matter what time frame that's going to take place on. So you can save face if you help people save face as well. Um and making money yeah, three no. times in the same transaction and not doing anything underhanded or, you know, but, you know, dodgy to use the British term. I've been watching a lot of yeah. British movies lately. So. <laughs> uh, I, I, Gene just gave me a weird look. I'm like, huh? Uh, no, I, I'm 100% with you. I mean, we just, there's this huge niche that's not being filled. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where we're working in. We're, because as this market starts to turn, uh, just think about sellers in general. Sellers are going to, they've been in this steady climb of a market for a period of time. So they're going to want their price. Like they're going to be so stuck on their price. And more than likely, realtors, you're not going to be able to get it because the buyer's not going to pay for it as soon as the market starts to level off or start to go down slightly. So we're mm -hmm. going to be able to still help these sellers get higher prices on their property or like we like to call it more net profit. And then then more and more houses are going to be sitting on the market and there's going to be a need for these 80% of the market that need homes because, mm -hmm. you know, these sellers are eventually going to need to sell to somebody. Uh, so we are bridging that gap. So you guys, we do lease sense. purchases. You also do owner finance. You do subject to and then buyer seller on term, buy and sell on terms. I know we don't have enough time in the show to go over all of those. Uh, where can someone reach out to you, Zachary? Um, and kind of learn more about you guys, maybe get involved with you, maybe do a deal with you, or kind of where can they reach out and start learning more? Yeah, so I, just for being on here, I definitely want to give you guys a, the free gift. Uh, we will send out our Amazon best-selling book, Real Estate on Your Terms. So I'm gonna give you guys a link. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about it right now. So it's free, F-R-E-E-S-R-E-C book.com. Free srecbook.com. SREC stands for Smart Real Estate Coach. Go there, order your book, um, and uh, we'll also give you access to our, our webinar, which is an hour long as well. Give you tons of free content. It's loaded. Um, and then you'll be, of course, put into our normal list and we'll be in contact with you. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to email support at smartrealestatecoach.com. Or you can hit us on our Facebook page. We're Facebook Live. Hit us on our Facebook page, and um, the appropriate teammate will will get in touch with you, um, and we'll uh, we'll be more than happy to chat with everyone and and go over what you guys got going on. We have uh, different levels and different programs uh, to uh, work with people and help them buy and sell property 
in their neck of the woods. So we're definitely here to help. That's so, awesome. I actually watched a portion of that webinar. You're not kidding when, you, when you're talking about content filled. I mean, it is amazing. I just got caught up in the holidays, but I fully intend to do this this year. Uh, this is one of the things that got me really excited at the end of last year in 18 uh, about something to really put into my own personal real estate business in 2019 because I have a platform here in uh, California. I have a radio show on the biggest radio station in all of Northern California that goes out to hundreds of thousands of people every time I air. So, and it's only going to grow across the country. So it's just, I can't wait to get involved with you guys because I think what you're doing is amazing and it's helping people. So I'm pumped, I'm pumped you're here and I'm pumped that you're showing everybody kind of a new way to see a real estate transaction uh, and a new filter. So yeah, awesome. and additional free content, go on our Facebook page, go on our YouTube channel, uh, Smart Real Estate Coach, both of them. Uh, we pump out anywhere from three to four videos, free content every single week. Uh, tons and tons of great nuggets in there. And uh, again, we're just the more you give, the more you receive. You know, it's we're, we're not a lockdown, holds, you know, jailed up information center. We're we're giving out as much information as we can because, you know, real estate's a, a people business. Yeah, it is. Love it. That's good stuff. Well, speaking of people business, Greg, how do people reach out to you and get involved in the EXP people business? Guys, go to bookmcdaniel.com. You've heard me say it a million times. I'm going to say it a million more this year. So start getting with the program and go to bookmcdaniel.com and sign up and come over and talk to me about EXP, kind of what we are going to offer um, with our team, all the value add extra benefits with all of our programs, free coaching, uh, training, <clears throat> mentorship. Um, you know, access to Matt at three o'clock in the morning on Saturday if you feel like you're lonely. You know, all of these things we throw, we, we bundle them up and give them to you guys. So bookmcdaniel.com, go there, let's talk about EXP. Matt, how do you rate, review, and give us a 15 to 25 star review in 2019 mm. and beyond? Right, go to Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's the best place. You can also go to iTunes on our desktop. Look up the show, leave us a review and a rating. And if there is a particular guest where you really like their episode, like Zachary, make sure to give him a shout out. Thank him for his time, his contribution on the show. Uh, as always, go to uh, GeneVolpe.com. Check out WiseHire.com. Uh, all of our good friends. Uh, you can also check out um, live stream. That is one of the benefits of joining up uh, through uh, through us and through Greg. So. Um, but live stream training, if you're looking for a way to plug into uh, simple, consistent, high-def video audio content to help you train more on how to sell more homes and help more people, that is at uh, EliteRealEstateSystems.com. I think that is it. I think that's all we have for today. Mm -hmm. All selfless plugs that we can give. Okay. <laughs> Matt, pick a color. Our first color. Our first color first. of 2019. Oh, man. So better make it good. It all oh, depends gosh. on you. All right. Hang on. All right, hang on. Whatever it's, I, I want, I want the exact shade of a yellow peanut M and M. That is the color of the bow that we are tying upon today's episode. That's the color of a yellow M and M. Let's roll with that. That's that is the first color of 2019. Stupid. <laughs> All right, guys, peanut M and M yellow. That's our color on the bow. Zachary, thank you for coming and being a legendary guest on our show. You guys, please reach out to him. We love you guys. We are so excited for 19. We're going to have a little bit of a different format. We're going to have some shorter shows, some longer shows. But let us know your thoughts on them when they hit Amazon. Yeah. Oh, they hit Amazon. When they hit iTunes and YouTube and everywhere else. But until next time, we're out of here. So peace out, ninjas. We are. Yeah.